we did a, a meeting in Lexington last night, and, um, and as we were in a place of worship, it just kept coming up in my heart, so I just kind of want to share it uh, before I step into what God has for us today, if we even get to that, but, um, you know, Ethan and I, we went uh, fishing. I've talked about this before, but we went fishing earlier this year, and the lake that we were in, I guess, had been drained some, and um, as we were out in the boat and, you know, we were, you know, seeing everything... They had certain like little islands that were in the lake, and uh, they were kind of high, and they were flat on the sides, and where the water had drained, um, you could see where all where the root system had came down uh, from the trees, and you could see where the trees were drawing their strength from. You could see, you could see their root system. It's really cool to see. I've never seen anything like it before, and um, you know this season that we've been in, you know, this past year, all the challenges that we've all been through, we, we, we've been able to find out, like, what we're trusting in, you know, what we actually are trusting in, you know. The Bible says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken, so that that which cannot be shaken may remain. And, uh, you know, if I, if on this pulpit I had, you know, several different things, but I had one water bottle that was actually glued to the pulpit, um, you, and I told you, one thing has a sure foundation and it's not going to move. The way you'd find that out is you'd just shake it. And then you'd find out what was actually had a solid foundation and what didn't. And um, what, what's happened in the season that we're in is there's just been a shaking that's went on. And we've been able to find out what we trust in. We've been able to find out what we're rooted in. And um, that's not a bad thing. The beauty of the kingdom is is you can be trusting in one thing. See, how many of those trees, their roots can't be changed? Like where they're set up, that's where they're set up. And, um, you know, the trees that can draw water from the lake, they can bring forth fruit when other trees can't. And they're set where they're at and they can't be moved, right? But the beauty of the kingdom is, how many know, in a moment of time, you can change what you trust in? Just one moment, you can change your trust from trusting in man or trusting in something to trusting in the Lord. And you can change your root system in just a moment of time. And uh, whereas, you know, once a tree's planted, a tree's planted and the root system can't be changed. And so, um, and you know, and another thing that I was, was kind of coming to my mind, Ethan, will you come up here real quick, please? And uh, just to give us a little bit of a, a demonstration. But, you know, I'm sure everybody in here, you've had a time period in your life where you were, where you were bumped really hard. I mean, you know, if you get hit really hard, your, your, instincts, your instincts to reach out and grab something to steady yourself. Well, I think we've all had this season where we got bumped really hard, and we reached out to grab something to steady ourselves. Now, how I many you know you can steady yourself with a lot of different things? I mean, during, during the whole quarantine season, how I many you can steady yourself with movies and entertainment? How I many you can steady yourself with food? Amen. Praise God. Did some of that, right? Um, and you can steady yourself with a lot of different things, but how many know entertainment can't keep you on solid ground? How many know that, thank you, how many know a person can't, even, even when you get bumped, how many know a, a, a person isn't someone you should trust in? As far as bringing stability into your life. And when we all got bumped during this season, we found out what we trusted in. How many know that, a, once again, how many know a person can't save you? How many know a political party can't save you? How many know the, the government can't save you? How many know money can't save you? You know, how many know, you know we, we've noticed uh, 
just how weak money is. You know, how many know Wall Street's like this right now? <laughs> it's like this, man. Um, that can't save you. Person can't save you. Uh, and then some people got bumped so hard they went to, to drug addiction and alcoholism and maybe went back to some things that they used to deal with, you know, they used to be set free from. Why? Because they're looking for something to, to bring stability. How many, you know, you, you can't, how many of you can't drink away your problems? You can't drug away your problems. You can't, you can't even sleep away your problems. You know, sleep, sleeping pills and sleep aid and things like that. It, it can't get rid of your problems. And, and, and I feel like we've been in this season of trying to catch our, find out what we trust in and find something stable. But how many know there is something that's so stable and it is unchanging? And it's Jesus. Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother and uh, you can trust him and he'll keep you stable. When the world's not stable, uh, when, when the financial community's not stable, when ministries aren't stable, um, when your job's not stable, when the government's not stable, how many of Jesus is stable? Because his kingdom is established already in heaven. How many know there's an, there's an unseen world? You know, and, and I love what uh, Elijah said to, um, I believe it was Elijah or Elisha, it was one of those guys, but uh, he, had a, he had a servant, was it Gehazi maybe? He had a servant and these armies had surrounded them. Like, all these armies had surrounded them. They were in huge trouble. You know, I've had challenges in my life, you know. I've had somebody waiting for me when I got off the bus. <laughs> I've had, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, we've all maybe had some challenges. But I've never had a flat-out army, like, trying to kill me. I ain't never had that before. But these guys, they had an army that had surrounded them in the valley, and they were totally outnumbered. And Elijah, you know, the prophet was just so chill. He was just like, you know, and, and Gehazi, his servant, was like, Man, aren't you, aren't you freaked out? And he was like, Lord, open his eyes so he can see what I see. And, and the Lord opened his eyes, and he found out that there were angels that were established all over the encampment. And he found out that there were more that were for us than were against us. And I'm here to tell you right now, there's more for you than are against you. Because... You're, like, like Brian was singing this morning, your God is on the throne. And uh, how many know that angels are powerful? Can I get an amen? You know, even when, even when Jesus stood before Pilate, and, uh, you know, Jesus, and it was, a, it was a political thing, you know. They had, uh, the, 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 the priests, the Pharisees and Sadducees had delivered Jesus over to the Roman Empire, and the Roman Empire were under political control at the time. And Jesus was there, and Pilate had the ability to execute Jesus or not execute Jesus. And he was being kind of cocky about it. And he was like, don't, because Jesus wasn't even saying anything to him. Pilate kept questioning him. Jesus was just silent. He said, don't you know that I'm able, you know, to kill you? <laughs> and I love what Jesus says. He said, right now I can call 12 legions of angels. Right now in this moment. Twelve legions. How many know one angel could have conquered the Roman Empire? Just one. Let alone twelve legions of angels. And, and so Jesus knew that his kingdom was greater than the kingdoms of the earth. Jesus knew that there were more that were with him than were in the Roman Empire. But how many know that Jesus had his eyes on an enemy that was greater than the Roman Empire? 
See, the Jews, they, all they could do is look at the Roman Empire. They're like, man, we've got to get rid of these Romans. We need a deliverer. We need someone to save us. And they thought their Messiah was going to be like David. They thought someone was going to arise as a warring king and was going to uh, set them free from the, from the oppression of the Roman Empire. But how many know Jesus wanted to see the Roman soldiers get saved? Jesus wanted to see them get set free. He recognized the enemy wasn't the Roman Empire. The enemy was darkness. The enemy was the devil. And in the day and age that we live in, it can be so easy um, to assume that our enemy is people. You know, a political party, or a political figure, or, or any of these things. And, but how many know that you don't war against flesh and blood? People are not your enemy, you know? Not, not a race of, of color of people is not your enemy. Uh, a political party is not your enemy. A person's not your enemy. Your enemy is the devil, right? And so what we have to understand, and, re- and so Jesus was unmoved by it. And how many know Jesus conquered the devil on the cross, and he was not scared of Pilate, and he was not scared of the Romans. In fact, as he was being crucified, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And the earth shook, and the earth trembled, and the stars uh, stopped being light, and there was an earthquake, and there was darkness, and the Roman soldiers were feared, and then some of them believed and got saved in the process. I'm telling you right now that our God is about to do the most amazing exploits in the earth that any of you have ever even heard of. Greater than anything we've ever seen, but I'm talking about greater than anything that you've ever heard of. All the miracles that you see in the book of Acts, all the miracles in the early church, all the miracles down through the centuries are not going to compare to what God is going to do right now in this season. Because God always ends a thing better than He begins a thing. See, so many times we think, man, if we could just have the early church, if we could just have you know, the book of Acts, if we could just have all the signs and wonders and miracles that they had, the way this church, the church worldwide started is going to be nothing compared to the way that it ends. It's going to be the most amazing thing that you have ever seen in your life. And it's going to confound the wisdom of this world. It's going to confound the rulers of this age. And they're going to be overwhelmed by the Lord of glory. They're going to be overwhelmed by His presence. They're going to be overwhelmed by the demonstration of the Spirit of God in the land. And it's going to happen through common people like us. It's going to happen through common people like us. He's going to, he, and so that He is glorified. So that he gets the glory. How I many know oh, God confounds the wisdom of this age? Regularly, he, 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 he takes the foolish things to confound the wise. And so God is setting the stage for the most amazing revival the earth has ever seen. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be so awesome. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be, um, it's going to be, it's going to be greater than the church walls ca- can contain. A church is not going to have the ability to contain this. A ministry is not going to be able to put their name on this. It's going to be so big and so powerful and so wild and so crazy that no one's going to be able to control it, contain it, or take credit for it. (laughs) The Lord's going to do it all. He's going to do it Himself. And He's going to be glorified in the process. And and it won't have time to be marketed. It won't have time... Because uh, I mean, you know, when something cool happens, a man always wants to jump up and take credit for it and charge a price. 
<laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to happen so quickly and so powerfully that no one's going to be able to take credit for it but the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you, in the days that you're in, don't put your trust in the news. Don't put your trust in the media and say, well, I don't trust the media, Jeremiah. Well, then stop listening to them so much. You know? Like, you know, there may be a little bit of truth in what they say, but it's just a little bit of truth, just a tiny bit. I mean, a little bit of truth will get you in trouble. You know, if we we had a cake in the back, you know, and we had that cake, you know, and, 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 and I put, you know, 15 dog turds in that cake... You know, I mean, that cake, I don't care how good that thing looks, I don't care how much cake and icing's in it, 15 dog turds will turn the whole thing bad, right? Just one dog turd. I was, I was bumping it up a level this time. 15 dog turds, right? Because I'm trying to give something equal to the media's garbage. How I many you know the media has more than 15 dog turds in what they're saying? <laughs> I mean, they just do, right? And so, if you're feeding regularly... On dog turds, it's going to impact your life. It's going to give you funky breath. It's going to make you feel bad. How many know that this book is where truth resides? I know it's an iPad, but this. How many know it's time to it's time to open your Bible and and turn off the news. It's time to open your heart in a place of prayer. Let's hear what God's saying. Let's hear what the Lord's saying. The Lord's talking, man. He's saying stuff. He's teaching us. He's leading us. He's guiding us. And if we'll take our trust off of man, we can be rooted and grounded in something so powerful and so unmovable that we can walk unaffected by the fear and the pressure and the, and the pain and the turmoil that's screaming in everyone's minds. Amen? But we have to feed on something that's pure and true and good. You know, if we want to, we want to see our filter. How many you know Philippians said, "Think on what it was just." I mean, that cuts the media out right there. <laughs> just one qualifier, it's cut. Think on whatsoever is just, pure, lovely, of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. You know, I reached a point during all the political stuff where I, I just, I was so robbed of peace, and I was so mad, and offended, and upset that. Um, I recognize that I had a problem. <laughs> and I recognize I have been eating media dog turds for, for the past, you know, month. And you know what I did? I turned it off. And you know what I did? I opened my Bible. And I went into Proverbs. And I started feeding on life. Feeding on life. And then I went into a place of prayer. And like, I, my, I, I changed my root system from the world to the kingdom. You follow me? Just simply on what I was feeding on. Now, I was a pastor the whole time. I was the righteousness of God the whole time. I was a child of God the whole time. But I was feeding on so much chaos and turmoil, it was affecting my mind. It was affecting my peace. It was affecting my thoughts. Amen. And, and, how many, and then it's affecting my marriage. It's affecting my children. It's affecting the way I preach, the way I think, the way I live, the way I move. And listen to me. God has never called you to be afraid. He is, never has He called you to be afraid. 
That's not a part of His plan for your life. 365 times in Scripture it says, fear not. Do you think God's afraid? He's not, is He? And where does He live? In us. How many know if He's in us, um, and He's not afraid, then how many know that we don't have to be afraid either? Amen. But, but, we, but what we do have to do is we have to be careful of the voices that we're listening to, and we have to be careful what we're feeding on. How many know if, if, if we eat nothing but garbage, it's going to impact the way we live, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to affect us. Now, <clears throat> it's not going to change my nature. How many know the whole time that I was you know, spending a lot of time you know, watching the news and listening to the media and all that, how many know God still loved me? How many know I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Still forgiven on my way to heaven? Still have a gift to preach? None of those things changed, but it was, it was polluting my thoughts and polluting my peace. See, the kingdom is within you, right? And the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. This is what Jesus has given to you. How I many know because of Jesus, you're now right with God? Can't get an amen. You're right with God. Jeremiah, I don't feel right with God. I never, he never said you'd always feel it, okay? You may not always feel right with God. How many know that the work of the cross is not based on your emotions? Amen. Amen. You may not feel right with God. Well, Jeremiah, I don't act right with God. I make mistakes, and I do this, and I do that. Listen, this right standing with God is not the product of your behavior or your actions. Who saved you? How many know you didn't save yourself? So you don't save you, and you also don't keep you saved. He saves you. He sows His seed of, of, of righteousness on the inside of you. He makes you right with Him, and then He doesn't take that away. So this world can't change what God's done in you. You can't change what God has done in you. It is a righteousness which is a faith. And teaching that says that it can change is incorrect teaching. It's, it's wrong doctrine. It's a mixture of the covenants. Jesus said about his disciples, he said, my father is so big and so strong that no one can pluck you out of his hands. Once you're in the family, you're in the family. That's a settled deal. Please understand that. Please believe that. Get rooted in that and establish in that. Because if you think God's against you in a world that is against you, you're never going to have peace. You need to know that God's for you. Amen? Even if someone is watching right now and they haven't received Jesus as Lord and Savior, God's still for them. Why? It's hard towards Him to save them. He wants to save them. His, his hand is outstretched towards them. God's actually for all of humanity. He wants to save everyone. Now, the only way you can get saved is believing in Jesus. But his heart towards him is still a place of rescue. So the kingdom, is, it starts out with knowing that you're right with God. It's righteousness. How I many know if I know that I'm right with God, I have peace? No matter who's elected in, in this country, no matter what happens in my job, no matter what happens in my city, no matter what happens anywhere, if I'm right with God, then I have peace. Can I get an amen? And out of that place of peace, there's a joy. It's a joy. See, joy is more powerful than happiness. As, as, as human beings, we search for happiness, right? How many of y'all like to be happy? We like to be happy, don't we? So we, we, in order to be happy, we, we want to make things right, circumstantially. You know, we have the power to affect our circumstances. You know, here recently, uh, not too long ago, I got a smoker, right? 
super excited about it. It was my, it was, it was, uh, my birthday present to me. <laughs> I will smoke meat and I will eat it in large quantities, right? And so, so they said constantly. And so like we were going to, we so I went to the store to get some ribs to smoke, right? Because smoked ribs makes me happy. <laughs> but while I was there, I come down through the aisle and I saw a brisket. And it was big. And it said, Jeremiah, I need to be in your belly. And I said, yay. <laughs> and I went. And I picked that big mess of brisket up and I formulated what I was going to tell my wife when I got home. I mean, you know, there's some things you can sneak into the house. A 25-pound brisket's not one of those things. Jeremiah, are you carrying a small child in? Uh, no, honey. Uh, that's right. And my announcement was this. It was on sale. Because it was. It was on big time sale. It was on huge sale. It would have been a crime for me to walk past this brisket. I could not do it. I would have had to lay my man card down right there in the store. Can you have a smoker and not at some point in your life buy a brisket, right? So, man, I bought this brisket and I did the research and I went into all the detail and learned how to do it and carved it up and put salt and pepper and all this stuff on it and I'm just like looking at it and like almost like petting it like it's like it's a child you know and and I put it in I put it in the smoker and smoke it for 16 hours hallelujah thank you Jesus get it out of the smoker and now you got to let it rest and you got to let it rest for several hours so it so all the juices properly disseminate through the meat. And so I pull that thing out and I wrap it in foil and I get out a couple of towels and I'm swaddling this brisket like it's a newborn child. I am. And it's at that point I felt weird. I finally felt weird. You know, I had that moment of, oh this is weird. Cuz I'm I'm swatting it like a child and then I'm laying it down into a uh, a cooler. And as I'm doing it, it's almost like I'm putting a baby in, in, like a, um, in a crib. And at that point, I felt weird for just a second. Then I shook it off, and I closed it up, and I pushed it over. And then we're, we're sitting around, and we're waiting, because Ethan's got to get home, so we're going to eat it. And I'd be looking off out into the distance. And she's like, honey, what are you thinking about? I was like, oh, the brisket. <laughs> there is something within men that we just like meat. And the more meat there is, the happier we are, right? Amen. So we, bless God, pulled the brisket out, and it was great, and it was awesome, and I've been eating it every day since. (laughs) But I said all that to say this, the brisket made me happy. However, how many know the day and time will come when the the brisket ceases to exist? (laughs) That's true. And so, if, if my happiness is based purely on the brisket, then my happiness is fleeting. How many know if your happiness is based purely on your car, or your house, or your spouse, or your job, or your sports team, or the election, or any natural thing, your happiness is like this. But see, you're invited, actually not even invited, you're in a kingdom that has something more powerful than happiness, it's called joy. And there's this place in the kingdom 
where I know that I'm right with God and I have peace and I have this spiritual force called joy. Yes, come on, man, that's good. Joy contains rest. Because I can be joyful in tribulation. Talks about in the book of James. It says, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials and tribulations. Now, if you read that at surface value without any sense of, of the realm of the Spirit and, and the kingdom of God, you think James was nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to count it all joy when, 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 things, when things go to hell in a handbasket. Count it all joy. And it's like, man, what's wrong with James? But the issue, James wasn't a glutton for punishment. Uh, James recognized that there is a well on the inside of you that's deep and mighty and strong and that well, you can draw water out of the well of salvation and it will bring joy into your life. Y'all tracking me here? I, this is not, I, this, what I'm telling you is the truth. Like this, these are facts. This is reality. What I, that, that statement I just made is more true than probably anything the media will report today. You can have joy when everything around you is falling apart. You can have peace when everything around you is falling apart. Why? Because you have a different kingdom that you're operating out of. It's an unseen kingdom. It is within you. Amen. And, but in order to regularly access it and enjoy it, you're going to have to feed on the bread of life. You're going to have to feed on the Lord. Can I get an amen? If you'll feed on Him then you can have peace, you can have joy, you, you follow me, in the midst of everything else that's going on. And how many know that, you know, because it talked about it in, in Jeremiah, if I'm drawn, you know, it, let me read it to you real quick. It says in, in Jeremiah 17 and verse 5, it says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, and makes flesh his strength. Now, that's talking about us trusting in, in man, in even ourselves, in our own strength. How many of the Bible says some trust in horses, some trust in chariots? I will trust in the, on the Lord and the living God. It says, for he shall be, the person that trusts in man, okay? For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes. What does that mean? How many know a shrub, you ever see that on those, those old, like, uh, t- those old uh, Texas uh, cowboy movies where you see the tumbleweed, it's just rolling? See, when you trust in man and your confidence is in man, how I many you know you're just going to get blown about with every wind? Good day in the stock market, I'm happy. Bad day in the stock market, I'm sad. News reports what I like, I'm happy. News reports what I don't like, I'm sad. And, and you'll, you won't have the stability that God wants for your life. God wants to bring stability in your life. In fact, you're supposed to be a hope center for other people to come from. If we're just as sad as the world, then they don't want what we have. You know, one of my pet peeves about music is sad Christian music. Like, dang. Like some, I was picking Ethan up from school the other day. And we'd print on some music. And it's, it's a whiny Christian mess. Oh, it's so bad. I'm so bad. <laughs> like, dude, 
turn it off and play some rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will choose good secular music over whiny, crybaby Christian music. Praise the Lord. I mean, now there's good Christian music, and there's victorious Christian music, and, and there are, but there's an element of the body of Christ that they just want to weep and cry and moan and wallow around in death. Look, our God conquered hell, death, and the grave. Did He win? He won! Look, look, the best this world can do to you is put you face to face with Jesus Christ. That's the best that they can do to you is send you straight to your master. And they don't even have the authority to do that. So we, we, we don't want to, to live in the whiny, crying Christian mess. We want to arise in the victory that God has for us. Can I get an amen? Now look, are there days when we cry? Yeah. Are there days when we're sad? Yeah. Are there days when we're mad? Yeah. And what the beauty of that is, is your emotions can't change who you are. Your good days and bad days can't change who you are. See, I love my two-year-old when he's happy and when he's sad. And you know what? God loves you when you're happy and when you're sad. In fact, when he is sad and when he's upset, that's when I want to draw him close and change the way he feels. Are you all tracking me? So I don't want to allow any performance to slip in here. If you've had some sad days or bad days, it doesn't change the way God feels about you. Uh, but he's saying, like, I've placed something on the inside of you uh, that, that you need. You need that kingdom right now. How many know you need the kingdom right now? I love when we get put into a position where we need the kingdom. Because we're, we're so lazy <laughs> that we won't do it any other way. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that and speak that out over us. But like, how many of y'all know that as long as everything's easy and hunky-dory, a lot of times we don't really call on the name of the Lord? <laughs> if we're honest with ourselves. Now, as we mature and grow up, we don't have to be like that. But I don't know about you guys, but when I get knocked, I reach for something to steady me. And, and, um, and really, the, the, the Lord is the one that steadies us. The Lord is the one that brings strength into our lives. And, and, but we're in a time, in a season, where we've got to trust on something greater than what we see. We've got to trust in the Lord, man. We've got to trust in the living God. And, how I many know, we can take our roots and make them deep in Him. What if we carry that same reality into when the days get good or the days get less challenging you follow me see happiness shouldn't be what i'm constantly searching for you know the next piece of brisket amen the next perfect day the next time my sports teams wins the next time whatever how many know that god wants you to carry something greater and stronger than that how many know it's him because in the end of the day how many know this whole world's going to pass away it's going to be wrapped up like an old garment but you know what's not going to pass away him his words. And so we right now are carrying something eternal. You have e eternal life now, already within you. And, and so we need to draw strength from that eternity in the right now in the time that we're living in. But it says that he that trusts in man is like a shrub, man, just rolling. Whoop, 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 whoop. How many of you know that's, that's hard on you? How I many you know it's hard on you emotionally? And how I many know if you spend enough time in it, I mean, it can be really hard on you physically too. How I many know we can, we, can get, we can have physical symptoms as the product of, of our emotions? In fact, I think there's a good portion of physical symptoms that are the product of our mind and our emotions. 
And so we don't want to be like the shrub that's up and down. Can I get an amen? And he says, let me read it to you again. Curse is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he should be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. Does not sound good, right? But another aspect of this is he'll not see when good comes. See, if you take your heart and just plug it into the world, you won't realize when good comes. Because you'd be so focused on the world. How many know God has good in this right now? How many know God has blessing right now? God has good things for you and your family. God wants to take care of you financially. God wants to take care of your physical body. God wants to take care of your children. God wants to protect you. He wants to keep you. How many know God wants to bless you in the earth? The Bible says that I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Can I get an amen? But if we're so plugged into the world and what the world has going on, how I many know sometimes it can be difficult for us to see good when it comes? Amen. So now, let's get off of that. And, and now here's the beauty of it. Once again, those, those, those roots on those trees that Ethan and I were looking at on the lake, they can't change where they're planted, but you and I, we can. In a moment of time, I can stop trusting in man and start trusting in the Lord. In a moment of time. Just one second. Just repentance. Repenting. Changing the way I think. Changing my mind. Getting my eyes off of this world. Amen. And so we don't have to live and abide in that place that I just described. We don't have to be the tumbleweed. Now let's see what God has for us as we put our trust in Him. It says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which shall spread out its roots by the river. He will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green. He will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. See, in this right now season, God wants you to bring God wants you to be in a season of unceasing fruitfulness. Unceasing fruitfulness. How does all this happen? Trusting in the Lord. Not putting my trust in man, not putting my trust in what's going on, trusting in the Lord so that I can draw strength and draw water out of the well. Now, what what does this fruitfulness mean? Well, I'll tell you what it primarily means and I'll tell you what it secondarily means. Primarily it means this, that I'm going to have love. I'm going to be loved by God and I'm going to love people. Not just the people I agree with, but the people I don't agree with. How many know the test of your love is not your friends? And not the people that are like you. It's, it's the people that treat you badly and are your enemies. True, unconditional love is not affected by the way people treat us. Can I get an amen? Now, God's not setting you up to be a doormat. God's setting you up to set you free. See, that love walk is to protect your heart from hurt, pain, and bitterness. I've been hurt and abused so many times in so many ways. And, and, you know, we could talk all day about it, and I'm sure we all have. But the Lord has taught me that my love 
First of all, I've got to receive love for Him. Can I get it from Him? Amen. That's where love comes from. He loves me just the way I am. He loves you just the way you are. And He fills you up with love so that you can love others. But when I love the people that hurt me, I protect my heart in a love bubble and keep me free from bitterness and offense and anger and strife. Can I get an amen? When you forgive those that hurt you, you set yourself free. See, I don't want someone to just hurt me and then they occupy space in my mind for the rest of my life. Y'all ever had that happen to you before? Somebody hurts you and all you do is think about them? You just keep thinking about them. They're, they're, they're in your thoughts, they're on your mind. They are still living in your head. Love them, forgive them, and evict them <laughs> from your mind. Like, you can't, you can't live here any longer. Because the sad thing about it is, someone can be hurt and be victimized, and then 20 years later, they're still being hurt and victimized by the memories. God says, forgive them and let them go. Set yourself free. Can I get an amen? You don't do that in your own strength. You take the love that He gives you, and you forgive them. How many know the people that hurt you were just tools of the enemy? You know, I mean, some of the, the I was hurt severely by my father, rejected by my father, you know, and it was painful. But you know what? I forgive him. I love him. You know the reason he was like that? Because he got messed up. And then down through the line. How many know eventually the, the blame gets laid on the devil and not anybody else? And so, in the time that we're living in, you know a fruit that you need on your tree? Love. You need it more than you probably ever needed it before in your whole life. Love. Because love will set you free from bitterness and offense and rage. Amen. How many know a part of the fruit that comes out of you is the fruit of the Spirit? Amen. And so, unceasing fruitfulness? Love. What's after that? Peace. How many of y'all need peace right now? I do. I need a peace that's not based on what's going on that I can see. I need a peace that's based on a kingdom that's on the inside of me. So this fruit, love and peace and joy. Amen. Kindness. See, we need to look different than the world looks. I'm not talking about the way we look externally. You wear your hair however you want to. You wear, we wear whatever kind of clothes you want to. If you want to get tattooed and pierced, and you want to, uh, you, whatever you want to do, rock it out. But let the nature of Christ flow through your expression. What are you talking about? How I many know, you know, so many times in the past we thought that you know, a Christian had to look a certain way. Well, they got to wear this. They got to wear their hair this way. They got to have a certain type of clothes. No. You can have somebody fully tatted up, in dreads, everything pierced, everything tattooed, and have way more love than someone who was in a perfect three-piece suit. Amen? I mean, it's, I feel like we need to grow past that. What we do in the church is we get, we get caught in a time period. <laughs> it's so sad. And like we have, the, we have the style of 30 years ago while the rest of the world just keeps moving on. And then we look like we're in a time capsule, and, we, and they, they won't even listen to us because they think we're dorks. <laughs> this, and, and the style is irrelevant. You rock whatever you want to rock. But make sure you're rocking Christ in the process. Because what, what makes us different is what's coming out of us. The love and the peace and the joy and the kindness and the goodness. Can I get an amen? That's what makes us different. And so we have to be connected to the unseen realm. We have to be connected to the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy, so that we can have fruit on our tree that other people need to eat. 
You know who needs to eat the fruit on your tree? The, the, the people in the supermarket. Can I get an amen? How many know that when people are, how many people are stressed and wigged out right now? So you know what you can do? When you're in line, rather than joining the stressed, wigged out crowd, you can stand out by being kind. You can stand out by being patient. You can stand out by walking in love. Because here's the thing. How many know that the greatest planter of seed is fruit? How is that, Jeremiah? How many know the entire animal kingdom wants fruit? How many of you get fruit in your garden, you got to get to it quick because the animals are coming for it? How many know when they eat it, the seed goes into them, and then it comes out in its own encasement of fertilizer? Amen? So, everyone wants peace, wants to be loved, wants joy, they can, they can sink into, they can sink, they can sink their teeth in the fruit that's hanging on your tree as a result of you being connected to, to God and trusting in Him. And as they chomp on the love, as they chomp on the peace, as they chomp on the kindness and the goodness, the seed of Christ will be sown into their hearts. Because they'll notice there's something different about you. How I many know oh, there's a supernatural life that God wants us to lead? And when I'm talking about supernatural, so many times we, we've pursued you know, the power and the miracles, and those things are very awesome, and we want those things, and those things are going to happen. But those things don't mean anything if we don't have the nature of God in the process. I'm talking about love, talking about love peace, and joy, and kindness. Can I get an amen? And so, now, once again, you don't have to do this in your own strength. You don't have to make this happen. All you've got to do, stay connected to the vine, and don't put your trust in man. And when it says don't put your trust in man, it's not just talking about man in the world, it's talking about trusting in yourself. How many know you're not called to trust in you? You know the reason you get so disappointed in yourself is you're trusting in yourself. Don't trust in yourself. You know what you're created to do? You're created to get lost. (laughs) What are you talking about? How many know that's what sheep do? They get lost. They mess up. The shepherd comes and he rescues them. Y'all ever see the sheep on the way in? to the church. We love seeing those sheep, man. And we drive by, and, and one thing about sheep, how I many you know that they don't do well by themselves? You leave a sheep alone, and they're de- they just die. <laughs> just like that, right? Today, we actually stopped the car and rolled the window down, because we were trying to get the sheep's attention, because we love seeing them. Eli loves sheep. Uh, Eli has a little uh, um, uh, stuffed animal at home called Lammy. And Lammy's his homie. Lammy's like his boy. Like he sleeps with Lammy, carries Lammy around, and we dance with Lammy. So we love sheep, right? We rolled the window down, we looked out, and man, them sheep, they just, they just stopped what they were doing there, and two of them was like, what you looking at? <laughs> and how many know that they by themselves will die? How many know that we by ourselves will die? But how many know we're not by ourselves? How many know we have a shepherd? We have a savior. And so I say all that to say this, what I'm asking you to do, I'm not asking you to do in your own strength. I'm asking you to not trust in you, not trust in anything other than the Lord. And you're trusting in the one that loves you and that is on the inside of you, and he will bring a stability and a strength into your life that's greater than any happenstance or happiness circumstances that you can put together. Can I get an amen? Now, it happens through, through, really through relationship and through time with the Lord. 
I mean, you know, it, you know and what I, what I did is I shut the media off and I just started reading Proverbs. It's reading Proverbs. See, this book is supernatural. It's not like any other book. It's not like a novel. If you'll actually open it and read it, you don't even have to understand all of it. If you just open it up and start reading it, it will do something to you that nothing else can. It'll bring strength to you. It'll bring joy to you. It'll bring peace to you. How many know that you don't have to understand how air conditioning works in order to enjoy it? Thank God, because I would never enjoy it because I don't know how it works. But I, I love it. And, and Scripture is the same way. You get into the book and you just start reading, it will feed you. How many know Jesus said, I'm the daily bread? And there's life that is brought into you. Out of that place of reading the Scriptures, out of a place of prayer, out of a place of worship, out of a place of just communing with the Lord. Amen. You know, how many know something happens when you're around somebody that loves you? Something happens to you when you're around them. You know, we, uh, we, we, uh, we have fire pits in the back of our, we have, do a fire pit in the back of our yard. And, and when it's really, we, we did one here recently, and it's really dark out for Eli to make the trip from the fire pit to the house for a two-year-old in the dark, that's a, that's, a tough, that's a tough trek, right? That's a tough challenge for him. And so now he's fully capable of doing it. He can walk to the house, but when it's dark out, you're just not sure what to trust in, right? But if I walk with him and I hold his hand or I hold him, he has no problem doing it. Now, he's just as safe walking with me or without me. But when he's, listen to me, aware of my presence, it drives fear out of him. How many know that we all need to take some time and set it aside and be aware of the Lord's presence on purpose? Why? Because you need to know, you need to feel your Father's arms around you. You need to feel His hand upon your shoulder. You need to, you need to experience Him. Can I get an amen? Because look, man, this world, it don't like you. In fact, it hates you. There's an antichrist spirit that's in this world. There's a war going on, man. There's a fight. There's a battle. And we all need some time in our Father's arms regularly in order for us to draw strength out of this well, in order for us to have this peace and this joy. Can I get an amen? We need it. Amen? And we live in a world that tries to keep us so distracted that we never have time for it. So distracted. You ever notice when you try to sit down and read your Bible or spend some time with God, everybody on earth is going to call you? Everybody going to call you. Everybody. Everybody. You all understand? Everybody. <laughs> everybody going to call you. You know what you do? How many know? You don't have to answer the phone. You don't have to answer the phone. You don't have to answer the phone. You don't have to. I mean, you don't have to look at every Facebook notification on your phone. You don't have to look at every Snapchat notification and Twitter notification, and there's so many notifications. I got, my grill now notifies me. My grill notifies me. My temperature is up to speed. <laughs> like, there's one more thing in my life that's going to be like, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. I mean, you have a six billion things saying, pay attention to me. But there's only one thing that's needful. 
There's only one person that can feed you and love you and help you and change you and cause joy to arise in you, and it's Jesus. Can I get an amen? And there comes a time when you've got to sit aside every... See, I know this, you know, I, 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 I need prayer time on a regular basis, okay? Everybody's different. Don't compare your life to mine, you know? What, what may take you only 10 minutes to get from God may take me an hour. Whatever. You know, there's no, I mean, you can't put a relationship in a box. Can I get an amen? We, we, we fail when we try to have someone pattern their relationship with God after us. But I know, like, I know that if I can spend time with God, I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better minister. I'm going to be a better friend. Because if I spend time with God, you're going to meet the truest version of who I am. Are y'all tracking me here? Anybody ever get a version of you that's really not who you are? Like when you're hangry? <laughs> Don't know why I looked over there in that direction. I'm like, I'm, I get hangry too. I'm not hangry right now because I'm eating brisket every single day. Jeremiah, what are you doing? Oh, just eating some more brisket. What are you doing, Jeremiah? Just petting the brisket. <laughs> it's sad. Stacey's like, you go to, she's like, I, I got in bed last night. She's like, I think you smell like brisket. Like, like. I think you have eaten so much brisket that it's seeping out of your pores, you know? Brisket in the morning, brisket in the evening, brisket at night. Amen. I'm going to make a brisket necklace, and I'm going to wear it to church. No, I'm just kidding. Amen. I don't even remember what I was talking about now. I am just got caught up in the brisket. Oh, hangry. Oh, not meeting the best version of who you are. Amen. How many know that... The, just like we get physically hungry, we get spiritually hungry too. And a lot of times, we don't always know how to satisfy our spiritual hunger. Like, you're spiritually hungry, but what you think you need is more food. And really, you're not physically hungry. What you think you need is more sleep. See, when you're spiritually tired, sleep won't, sleep won't fix you. You can sleep all day, and it won't fix you when you're spiritually tired. You know what makes you spiritually tired? The spirit of this world. The spirit of this world will wear your butt out. Y'all, y'all have friends that you love and you want to, like you minister to, but spiritually they wear you out. See, church is a place where we can come fellowship and encourage each other, but you may have some people in your life that you care about and you love, and God may be even placed you in their life, but being around them wears you down spiritually. And so you have to understand that when you're with them, you're ministering to them, okay? Because, you know, how many know Jesus was a friend of sinners? Can I get an amen? There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, we need that in the body of Christ. But you have to understand, that's not where you're pulling your strength from. In fact, you really can't pull, you need to learn how to not de- make your happiness dependent upon a person. You really need to learn how to do that. Because if your happiness is dependent upon a person, then you are codependent. And you're not really spiritually mature. Spiritual maturity is, is, is finding out... How many of the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord? Because there may come a time when every... And there's a time in David's life where everybody wanted to kill him. All his friends wanted to kill him. All his family wanted to kill him. Everybody wanted to kill him. You ever have a time in your life when you feel like that you that everyone in the house don't like you? <laughs> when everyone in the house is mad at you? 
And how many know it's in that time when you need to encourage yourself in the Lord? Can I get an amen? And allow the Lord to strengthen you. How many that's something that we all need to develop? We need to learn how to draw strength from Him and not always be dependent upon each other. Now, how many know, thank God you can come to church and get a hug from somebody and, and love on people and there's a place for fellowship and there's supposed to be an encouragement and a strength to that. But how many know, there are also times when you're not going to have that. But you know, you, you know who you do have? The Lord. Paul said, uh, though all forsook me, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. You're going to have times in your life when it seems like everybody's not with you. But the Lord won't, will be, he won't leave you and He won't forsake you. And He says, be content with such things as you have, knowing I will never leave you nor forsake you. I absolutely love that scripture. Because the world wants to make you not content with what you have. You need more. Bigger house, bigger car, different spouse, different kids, different job, different clothes. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. That's the spirit of the world. The spirit of the world operates in covetousness. And it keeps you in a state of discontent. That's not your kingdom. Your kingdom is, I don't have enough. Your kingdom is, my God's more than enough. My God satisfies me. I am satisfied with the Lord. See, the Lord will satisfy you. And then all the other things He brings into your life is garnish. You know, your, 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 you know, your spouse and your kids and, and, and you know, the things that the Lord blesses you with and your friends and your family and your job and your talents and your giftings, those things are all added. But the thing that satisfies you is Him. We can learn how to be satisfied with Him. And that's the, that's the word I always use when that covetousness tries to come on me in the spirit of this world. I say, no, 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 no. You've got to use your mouth if you're going to operate in the kingdom. I'm content with such things as I have, knowing you will never leave me nor forsake me. The Lord is enough. And here's the thing. When you become satisfied with the Lord, all these other things follow you. This is real key here. How I many of we seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you? When I embrace Jesus and I'm satisfied with Him, the blessings follow me. The blessings follow you. But when we're like the world and we're running around trying to chase something that's going to make us happy, we become like them. Y'all tracking me here? Things can't make you happy. You know, they just can't, man. Technology can't make you happy. You know, you get something, it's nice, it's bright, it's shiny, it's new, and then, you know, three days later, you've dropped it on the ground and broke it. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or got ketchup in it, you know what I'm saying? And the creases in it, and then it's, ah, pfft, you know, and you're just like, whatever. We, 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 have this, we have this penchant or this desire as people. We just want new. I want something new. I want something new. But really, what's new is you. How I many you know you're new right now? You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. There's newness of life on the inside of you. So anyway, we are learning how to draw, wa- draw water out of that well. To be satisfied, to be at peace, to be whole, so that we can become a place where people pluck fruit off of our tree. Amen. And so that we have that peace and we have that joy. We have that kindness. And, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll just close right here. Clearly, I'm not going to get to what I thought I was going to preach today. And that's okay. Verse 7, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. Hope. What is hope? Hope says, I believe my tomorrow is going to be better than my yesterday. Hope says, I believe my future is bright. Is your hope in the Lord... Or is your hope in the election? 
if my hope is based in the election, I'm trusting in man. I must place my hope in the Lord. Amen. Now, take a stand for what, for, for what you believe. Take a stand for truth. Vote. Pray. Do all those things. I'm not saying don'ts. I'm very passionate about my political beliefs. I don't preach them from the pulpit because I don't think it's the right place for it. However, my hope is not in who is president. My hope is in the Lord. Because of the Lord, your future is bright. Can I get an amen? Because of the Lord. Because of the Lord. Because of the Lord. The Lord. (laughs) He's the Lord. He's Lord of everything. He's the Lord. Yeah, the, there's a phrase that keeps coming in my spirit, and it's, it's just King Jesus. It's been coming in my spirit for a couple months. Just, I don't know, I've been referring to the Lord as King. Like, just, He's King, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, it's just something, there's just something in there that's just powerful. <clears throat> he's King. He is King. He is King. He's the King, man. He's king. He's king of kings. He's Lord of lords. Like He's the only one that can really rule properly. We do the best we can down here on earth, but at the end of the day, a theocracy is the way to go. How many know the day and time will come when all the governments crumble into the ground? And we don't have political parties. We don't have votes. We don't have any of that stuff. We have a king. And our king is righteous and he's just and he's true and he's good and he rules with mercy and compassion and wisdom. How many of y'all can serve a king like that? I can serve that king, man. <clears throat> and so that, 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 that just keep, has been arising in my heart, just the king. What's the king want? See, you're a part of a kingdom. Do you know that? You're part of a kingdom. You, don't, you take your orders from the king. Amen. We honor the government to the best of our ability. You know, God says to, you know, to pray for your leaders and all that stuff. But you, there, there's a king. What's the king saying? What's the king telling you to do? What's the king leading you into? I mean, the king's giving out orders. Now, the amazing thing about it, our king is he won't make you do anything. He'll just say, do that. And what I have found is if you act on his leading and his word, good things happen. Because, like, he's so much smarter than us, right? Like, he's so much smarter than us. And so, it's like, the, 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 the way of hard knocks wears you out to the point where you're finally like, what's the king saying? The king may be saying, shh, don't say that to your wife. <laughs> don't say that to your very pregnant wife. You need to shut up. <laughs> Go spend some time with your brisket. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> don't beat your dog anymore. It's not working. I was beating my dog last Saturday. And uh, how many know God will speak a lot of different ways? Amen. I mean, like, my dog, like, what did he, he was just eating, eating Eli's toys. Not chewing them, eating them. Just, they're gone. And like, he had a toy. And I went over to him, I'm trying to be cool, I'm trying to be nice. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, don't do that. I take it away from him. No. You know, and I take it back. And then I look. He got the same toy. So I came over to him. And this time I spank him a little bit. No, don't eat that. Take it over. I go over. He ate it. I watched him eat it. And at that point, I, I was out of the spirit. I was in the flesh. And I beat my dog. Praise God. And my wife. 
came with the wisdom of God. She was like, is that working? And you know, and you know your first response to being reproved by wisdom is you're going to justify yourself. <laughs> but like, I can't make any case for it working because it's not. And I'm like, no, it's not working. But I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> this is some me time. I'm having some me time with the time. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, we don't do that anymore. And we've stopped doing that. And I'm no longer, I'm just, I'm not going to spank the dog anymore because it doesn't work. I mean, it just doesn't work. You know what the Lord keeps, you know what the king keeps saying? You don't hear what the king says? The Lord. He said the dog needs more exercise. Take the dog outside. Let him, take him for a walk. <laughs> Let him run. He'll be a better dog. That's what the king is saying, right? The king and my wife, together. Between the two of them, I may do the right thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I am doing the right thing now. I am, which is good. I need that. How many of you know God speaks through people? How many of you know God speaks through your spouse? How many of you know God speaks through your kids? Amen. God speaks. Amen. Anyway, praise God. It's good, man. Hey, amen. Don't, don't lose hope, okay? Just be happy and, and let the joy of God roll in you. How many of you know the greatest days of our life are ahead of us? Amen. Put your, put your roots in, in, in the king. Put your roots in the kingdom. And, and allow peace and joy to carry you. Amen? Because uh, the world need this crazy world, it needs your stability. How many know we need a stability? And so uh, that's beyond what we hear, beyond what we feel. And I'm not saying you're not going to have good days and bad days. How many of you need to be merciful to yourself and we need to be merciful to each other? How I many of you may have days when you beat the dog? Praise God. God still loves you. You're still saved. You're the righteousness of God. Um, and you're not defined by your mistakes. But I, I honestly, and I'm closing right here, I believe we're in a season where it's time to draw close to God. Maybe in a way that we never have before. Not out of a place of legalism, but out of a place of relationship because we just flat out need Him. And not only do we need Him, the world around Him needs Him. And you know where they're going to meet him? Through us. Can I get an amen? All right, I'm closing prayer. Father, we just uh, thank you and praise you. Well, let me stop there. Does anybody have anything they want to add to that? Does anybody have anything? Yeah. Hold on. Let's get you a mic so people can hear you. We know where the handheld is. Anybody? Jeez. Did y'all hear that tone? You had it. We don't know where it's at. You had it. Where is it at? Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. You had it. I'm sorry. <laughs> the dog ate the mic. He, hey, if he had a chance, man, he'd eat it. God love him. Anyway, I was going to say when Brian was prophesying earlier, you know, doing the... It should, is it on? We really want to hear what you got to say. Let me see. Is the green light on? Okay. Put it on your chin. That's what I do. Okay. Earlier, when Brian was worshiping and he was doing his prophesying, the Lord just kept on telling me to say that we, that the world does not dictate what's going to happen. Come on. We need to take our eyes off of the world because his kingdom is not going to stop moving. His kingdom is still moving. Come on. And it's Jesus Christ, while he's moving, he's the one that's going to open the eyes. 
Open yes. the ears and change the stone, the heart of stone, yes. to, to a heart of flesh. Come on. That's, he's, he's the only one that can do that. Yes. So we need to be stopped. You know, the, it's not paying attention to the world. So we need to stop paying attention to the world and what's going on. That's good. Yeah. Oh, my mic is super hot now. See, you make fun of Casey and weird things start happening. I'm only kidding. Listen, and I know we're closing here, but what you just, pre- what you just shared, Teresa, is what I actually had prepared. Yeah, that's that's what's coming next Sunday. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So and we'll that's that's excellent. You're picking it up in realm of spirit. So Amen. Yes, please. Go ahead. I almost lost it. <laughs> um I was just I was just thinking about Can you turn uh, her mic up a little bit, please? It's on. No, no, she just needs turned up. Her okay. her mic, not mine. Go ahead. I was just I was just thinking about um when you were talking about um I've about lost it. I'm trying to get it back. <laughs> it's okay. It happens to me all the time. It's, it's so bad when it happens. Um, you were talking about authority. You know, we need to use our authority in the yeah. earth. Yeah. This morning, I've been struggling a lot with my neck, and uh-huh. everybody knows my head and my neck have been a real problem lately. Yeah. This morning, I just was in, I was in the shower, and I was just like, you know what? You line up with my blessings. Come on, come on. You line up. And, yeah. and sometimes we forget that we have been given the authority in our voice to call things as they should be in this yes. earth. We've been given dominion. Yes. And, and I believe that, you know, if we focus more on what we've been called to do in that realm and not, not you know, talking about the situation, talking how we feel about the situation, yeah. that's not powerful. What's powerful is speaking out what we want to see and speaking out the kingdom over this. Come on, you good. know, that that's what we need to do. Yes. And it's something I think we just forget. We get distracted yeah. and, and we start talking to other people about how we feel. Come on, Speak baby. out what we need to see, what we know is scripture. Speak it out with authority, conviction, yeah. Be bold, because he is king, and we are royalty. Yes, come on, we that's right. We are royalty. We are yep. priests. We are kings in yeah. this earth, you know, and, and we've got the ability. He keeps reminding me, who are you? Come on. Speak it. Who are you? Yes. You're here to say it. Yes. You're here to make it happen with your voice, with the anointing that I've placed inside of you. Your voice will pour forth the power to call it done and see it happen in the earth as it is in heaven. That is so, so good. That's, that's a key element. Yeah, Dan needs the mic. Because the Bible says where the word of a king is, there is power. And the king's on the inside of you. And when you say what the king says, there's power. We have to take authority in the times that we're living in. Please, Dan. Uh, one thing I do know is this. Uh, we will have these parties that we have, Democrat, Republicans, uh-huh. that, that, that I see is good in both sides. Sure. Because if it's all... This side, yeah. you would not go forward. If you're always on that side, you would not go forward. Sure, you sure. You've got to go like this. Sure. But that's how we're going. Then we're going far forward. Uh-huh. Because this. Here. You just cannot, you just cannot just bring back something. Uh, you got to move forward when you do that stuff. Move forward. You just can't just bring back something. Move forward. Uh, we will have now 
uh, 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 issues that is a uh, hard on hard on one part of the country seem to be uh, uh, than the other part of the country, and we have to move in a uh, move so that this part of country will do well like, like this other part of the country do well. But if you just only think of my part, sure, you, you're not moving forward. Sure. Y'all yeah. got to move from here to here. But we all of us are mo moving forward. But the, you, uh, Democrats will move you forward. Republicans move you forward. Democrats move you forward. Republicans move you forward. Sure, sure. It is not just only one party. Sure. They had it too. They are having out west uh, fires. We don't have fires. Uh, 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 uh. They will out there knock on the door. Get out of your house. Uh, fire's coming. Weather has changed. Thank you. Uh, we don't have that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they going to say, well, what? Uh, 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 weather now changing so we have to have different kind of technology uh we're gonna have to have things a little more greener than it has been in the past greener means uh, more dependent upon electric yeah uh, than it does uh, for fuels sure sure we Amen. are uh, we are moving forward democrats republicans yeah. democrats republicans moving Forwards. We are here. We have plenty of rain out west. You have a fire. You better get out of your house real quick, or you won't. You may not be alive. Sure, sure. Yeah, they, they face different challenges well, than we face. Weather is changing. Yeah. We have over here rain. Out west, they ain't got no rain like we do. Yeah, fires come out there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that um, you know all all the eggs aren't, aren't necessarily in one basket, no, no, but, no, no, but, no. but 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 I tell you what, we can put all the eggs in Jesus' basket. Right. We're gonna be safe. Yeah, man, well said. The higher go, the Democrats on this side do. The Republicans, we all moving forward. Democrats, Republicans. That's a pretty good dance moves you got there, Dan. I tell you what. Amen. Uh, that's how we, do it. <laughs> uh, we will move forward that way. Amen. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate you, man. Amen. <laughs> it's like a like a PBS uh, commercial or something. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, amen. Wonderful. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you uh, for the future that we have in you. And uh, Lord, we don't we don't put our trust in 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 man, uh, in any political party. Lord God, we put our trust in you. And uh, Lord, I just thank you that you lead us and guide us in all truth. And I thank you that our days ahead are, are wonderful days, are great days. And Lord, I thank you that you help us to be to be um, to to take our orders from you, King Jesus, and to. Uh, certainly to honor our country and, and certainly to, to abide in, 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 in uh, wisdom, Lord, and pray for our leaders. But, Lord, I think at the end of the day, you are our king and you lead us with your scripture. You lead us 
with your words. You lead us by your spirit. And Lord, help us to be agents of change. Help us to be the light, the salt. Help us to be a preservative, Lord, and, and help us to be peacemakers. And Father, we just thank you. We thank you that we are grounded in something eternal. We are grounded in your kingdom. We draw water out of the wells of our salvation. We have joy. We have peace. We have strength. Lord, I thank you that we help people around us. We help people. People, Lord. We help believers. We help unbelievers. We help Republicans. We help Democrats. We knock over our water. It's all good. And uh, Lord, I thank you that we, we help all people. We help people. We love people. And we recognize that people are not the enemy, but that you, you are the King, Lord Jesus, and the enemy is the devil. And we take a stand against darkness. Lord, we take a stand for truth. We take a stand for light. And I thank you that we're filled with supernatural hope. We're filled with supernatural peace. We're filled with supernatural joy. Lord, I speak a blessing over your people as they go their way this week. Thank you that they're healthy, that they're strong, that they're supplied for. And Lord, I thank you that they are led by you, and led by your Spirit. And Lord, I just declare health over their finances, declare health over their marriages, over their children. And Lord, I thank you that you keep offense far from our hearts, Lord, that we would not allow anger and offense to dictate our thoughts. We lay it all down at the cross. We keep our hearts pure. We keep our hearts in peace. We thank you for a great week in Jesus' name. Amen.